Hey, welcome to Infill, where we talk housing, politics, and policy. I'm Laura Clark, EMB Action. I'm Sam Moss with Mission Housing. And special guest? Uh, ben Libby. I work for Sonia Trouse's campaign in and District 6. He happened to be in the office. Yeah, so. he's literally yeah. the only one that wanted to do it. So <laughs> everyone out there in podcast land. Start. I'm always here, so. That's a good point. <laughs> As someone who is here a lot, too, I can verify that he is always in the office. But that's the sign of a good campaign mm-hmm. manager. Mm-hmm. Yes. Being in the office at all times is critical. Yeah, super important to the job. So, what uh, you know, for our listeners, what is it that you actually do for the Sonia Trials campaign? Um, I do all kinds of things, a little bit of everything. You know, at this point, I do a lot of organizing. You know, getting people to events, organizing at events. You know, everything from managing endorsements and things like that to you know, trying to get people to turn out for all the field stuff we do and organizing that. Yeah, that's, and I think it's important to note that, you know, someone in Ben's position, you know, needs to be strong in there because you can have a ton of people that say they want to get out and say they want to help a campaign, but actually organizing them into a viable, like, body that does things and, act, you know, like, produces results is not something that happens on its own. Yeah, you got to mobilize people, get them out the door, and then effectively... I mean, field is the thing that differentiates Sonia's campaign from, I think, the other candidates. Um, I don't know. We had the big mobilization with Mayor London Breed and uh, the person Sonia's endorsed for number two, Christine Johnson. And I think it was the largest uh, rally for a supervisor candidate I've ever been at. I mean, it was huge. Yeah, definitely the largest one, you know... I've seen where there's actual work getting done. You know, people have big, you know, kickoffs, mobilization, speeches, things like that. But usually, there's not a lot of actual work getting done at the end. Another thing I've noticed and been impressed with also is the phone banking game that has been steadily growing. People have to like come and be coached about phone banking and want to keep coming back. And you seem to have uh, created a situation where people do keep wanting to come back. I, I think that's something I'm noticing on the campaign is that. People aren't just like volunteering once. They come, they volunteer, and because of the way it's organized and the way it's done, they literally not only want to come back, but they usually bring a friend the next time. And, you know, motivating volunteers is hard. I mean, what, what do you think goes into doing that? I mean, it depends on the person. Um, there are some really fantastic volunteers who it's super easy with. You know, they have, you know, in their heads, um, you know, the reasons they support Sonia and why they're super passionate about it. You don't need to do anything. They'll just show up, you know, when you ask them to. But for most people, you do have to give them, you know, a reason or, you know, try to focus them on what would the result be of Sonia being in office and like what they're fighting for. And also giving people policies that like Sonia will enact when she's on the board of supervisors is really helpful, too. Yeah, I think a lot of people who don't have firsthand knowledge of how campaigns work, right, they don't know actually what's happening in there. So we've had a lot of mailers. Everybody knows they get those freaking mailers. Oh, mailer season is so horrible. <laughs> I mean, I've been using, you know, I think we should start using those like placemats when we eat and stuff. You know, at least they can serve more than one Like a purpose. giant collage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, nobody's really sure how much those mailers work. Uh, then there's the phone banking that we've been doing. Um, then there's Sonia's epic micro-targeting. Uh, Name one other supervisor that's like hand-drawing custom posters, one-offs. I, you can't. Yeah, every once in a while, you know, Sonia will just sort of like find something <laughs> that she's super passionate about, usually some super niche issue, um, and she'll, you know, use that as a way to like 
start talking to people. Um, and it's really great because it shows that she cares and that she's paying attention to people's needs. Um, and it also shows more than anything that she's out in the neighborhoods. You know, she's not just sitting around the office. You know, Sonia's rarely in the office. She's out all day, every day. So like she being not- an activist, she notices like Horrible. an alarm that's like <laughs> annoying people. That's like always going off or a street that has like a particularly dangerous crosswalk or something like that. Well, wait, can we just dwell on the alarm poster for a bit? We will because... have a pic. Can we have a picture? We'll have a <laughs> we picture have, yes. of the siren poster for all it's of you out awesome, there. It's an awesome, I mean, it's so notes. Sonia, right? Because it's like, yeah. she noticed that there was an alarm that was going off like all hours of the day and All night. day. I walk, it's on my route to the office. So I pass it almost every day and it's always going. <laughs> And so she did a poster with a guy with their ears bleeding and he's yeah. like crying at the sky being like, why is this alarm going off all the time? Yeah, and she went to the, the block where the alarm is, the 100 block of Leavenworth, and uh, she talked to people around there. Some people actually were so used to the alarm, they didn't really hear it anymore. Um, <laughs> but once she pointed out to them, they were like, they're like, they thanks were like, a lot. They're like, yeah, this needs to go. This needs, this needs to go away. This is terrible. Um, and yeah, she made a poster, put it up on light poles. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll that see what happens. We know that works. <laughs> I, I do think, uh, I, I keep coming back to this fact that uh, the the person running against Sonia keeps saying that she doesn't care. Like, she won't do anything for the district. She only cares about building housing elsewhere, you know? And it's like, I've never seen anyone get into such, like, hyper-micro-local issues on a on a Yeah, her basis. constituent services are going to be so direct, right? It's going to be like her being like, we are going to fix this problem <laughs> now, mm-hmm. um, which I'm very excited mm-hmm. to see. I mean... You know, she's such a passionate person. So I also can't wait to see her go toe-to-toe with... I mean, I've been watching the Board of Supervisors this past week with um, discussions about uh, inclusionary zoning and the freaking Central Soma plan once again. Um, And watching the current supervisors, like, not get called when they totally... I don't know, lie. I'm allowed to say lie, right? Like, they just, like, say things that are not true. There's a lot of performative. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Sonia up there, like, it's going to be, SFGov TV is going to become all popcorn watching all the time, where she's just going to be like, "Mm, sir, what you have just said is factually Mm -hmm. inaccurate, and uh, I'm just going to call you out on it. Yeah, I mean, we need need more of that, you know. I mean, I wasn't around San Francisco when like Chris Daly and them were coming (laughs) up, but I have I have heard stories, um, and I think she was even compared to Chris Daly. I I hate when women get compared uh, to guys. She was compared to Chris Daly in uh, SF uh, SF. Oh my God, Aaron Peskin! (laughs) He was furious. He canceled his subscription right away. I bet. (laughs) Um, But the biggest thing that has a huge impact on moving votes is the direct outreach. And that's what we're like mobilizing people hugely for right now is like those one on one conversations with voters, both on the street and like people send your voter circle emails. Please Uh, send it so that Laura will stop talking about it. Just please send the voter circle. We've reached more than 3,000 people. Okay, please send your voter circle emails. Um, But that person-to-person interaction that we're going to be mobilizing people for this coming weekend and um, for Get Out the Vote. So it's like the big days are Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, You'll be getting a text from me, hopefully, saying, like, come out. And those are – we'll have links to that, like, where the calls to action will be in the show notes. But what do you want to tell – 
podcast land about the calls to action? What's going to go happen this weekend? I mean, we have all kinds of things going on. We have almost any day, anytime you're free, we can find you something from to now do. until the election. Yeah, yeah, all the way through Tuesday. So, but I mean, the big times when we'll need help are obviously on election day. You know, we need all the help we can get. Um, so everyone take off work, okay? Just show up at the. <laughs> I took the week off. If I can do it, you can do it, okay? And uh, and then the other thing we're doing this weekend that's we're trying to make pretty big is um, is we're having a mobilization with Scott Weiner mm-hmm. on Sunday, and that's uh, at South Park. Um, well, I happen to know so, a nonprofit developer that owns three SROs on South Park. I yeah, very to, very near to the Grand Oriente. I will talk to them, um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, that'll be at ten from ten to two ten a.m. to two p.m. on Sunday. Great, great, and you know like volunteering on the campaign one thing because this is i mean this is the first time i've been around a campaign that wasn't like a bond that was a slam dunk and kind of ran itself like um some people i think think well i can't, i'm not i don't want to talk i'm not good at talking to people and i'm not you know but there's a lot of things to do for the campaign like like flyering and and door hanger you know there's things you can do if you're nervous about direct talking to people that you know there's a lot that still needs to be done so totally we have up. we have all kinds of things to be able to do Social tasks, anti-social tasks, <laughs> you know, whatever you're comfortable with, we will find something for Great. you to do and we'll find a way for you Great. to help out. And how close are the polls? It's so close. People like, are talking. Within bitch. the margin of error, yeah. statistical tie. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's three, all the polls. Three different ones at this point. So like this is the really, really close race. It's well, crazy how close the polls are. And like, I mean, A, do we know if polls have any meaning in the modern era? The but ones that say someone's leading do. <laughs> tell you that much <laughs> but um, it definitely shows that like yeah every little mm-hmm. bit counts mm-hmm. and this is going to be a super close election so mm-hmm. or at least we think so due to polling <laughs> right That's it. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean but i mean you know ranked choice voting does sort of promote very close elections in a lot of ways so yeah ranked choice voting also promotes people kind of trying to look like each other to pick up each other's number twos which Mm -hmm. has been really interesting how much like i think i mean we were talking earlier it really speaks to the yimby pro housing message really shifting the overton window that like matt feels like he has to speak so pro housing which like in and of itself is definitely a victory that he has to run like very close behind Christine and Sonia. Yeah, and he would, they're, they're, you know, three, four years ago, there's no way he, that the, Matt Haney or whoever's running the, this is the same as Matt, some other white dude would have said, <laughs> you know, we need to build housing citywide. Like that wouldn't have happened. Although, to be clear, he's actually still not saying that. Oh, I thought that, yeah, he's he said it in the We New need York to build time. it in District yeah. 6. Ah. He's been actually pretty consistent about he's not. He's been very clear about that. Which is, I think, part of why I like said, okay, but like, why are the other supervisors supporting him so strongly is because they know that he won't make them build housing. Like, they're out there plugging for him all the time. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine the fear of Sonya getting elected if you're a supervisor (laughs) that's used to to doing things that only benefit a tiny amount of your constituents because you know you'll never be called on it. I imagine Sonia would be a curveball for them. Sports ball reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've just been listening to the Chronicle podcast interviews with all three mm-hmm. candidates. And it's one of the first places we can really hear how stark the difference is, where he just like says, like, I'm going to be focused, you know, he's laser, laser focused on District 6. 
<laughs> um, but it really is kind of this undercurrent of like, don't worry, Sandra Lee Fewer, I'm not going to make the Richmond build housing. Right. I mean, I think there's a big difference. The main difference, really, I think, between Sonia and Matt, they have policy differences, but they're fundamentally different in like where they're trying to go. Sonia's an activist. This is a way for her to further, you know, the goals that she holds, you know, dear and also to enact policies that she thinks will like make the city a better place. And Matt is is a nice guy, but he he's very ambitious. And so I think for him this isn't necessarily just about District 6 and it's not just about um or a stepping this election. Stone. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's about it's about where where Matt Haney ends up in mm-hmm. in 10 years. Um I mean, Sonia's just so divisive. I can't imagine that she'd want to do anything <laughs> besides what she's doing now. I think there is also the, the his uh, <laughs> some of his attacks against Sonia have been uh, not. I mean, not great. It's definitely some like sort of slightly gendered attacks about yeah divisiveness, right. respectability, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. Like the stuff you only hear lobbed, lobbed against women. I Whereas know, right? like if Matt were to do like Chris Daly, not to harp on him again, used to F bomb supervisors during session. He screamed at them on multiple occasions that they were fucking up. Like, you know, he I mean, you know No, we don't really want to be that. That's No, but I'm just but... saying that no. he's known as like a fire starter, like a go getter activist that like right. stood up to big development, you know, like and like Sonia's divisive. And it's ridiculous. No, I mean I think Aaron Peskin's a bully, right? But we don't talk about him in those terms, right? Most people no no, no one accuses Aaron of being divisive, but he is extremely divisive. Mm-hmm. And I mean I just you know, watching him at the Board of Supervisors the other day, cut off other supervisors, spoke over them, you know if Sonia did that or if you did if any woman did that. No. Well, I mean, you can see, you know, I, I, you know, we obviously disagree with a lot of Jane Kim's policies, especially on housing. But um, when you look at her compared to Aaron Peskin, they have similar ideological, you know, bents. But um, but her her behavior is very different from his because she has to toe a much more careful line, especially in open session. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't swear at people even out of session. She doesn't. You know, she doesn't cut people off. She's never called planning department garbage. And yet she's still considered aggressive. Well, that, I mean, okay, I mean, whether that. or not, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I'm just but, saying. The, but I mean, I, the, the standard for male supervisors versus female supervisors mm-hmm. is, is very different. And we're here to crush it. Yeah. Crushing all standards. Elect women. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I am excited to just see citywide. I mean, I you know. Ben works for Sonia's campaign, but there are other Yimby candidates, um, you know, that Yimby Action has endorsed. And I've just been really proud and, of and um, impressed by the other leads and, you know, neighborhoods. Maleg has really been out there getting, you know, our producer Scott's been helping Trevor McNeil out in District 4. And, you know, where the, we think there's a four way tie. Right, where, where it's a four way tie. And it's I just, physical tie. Yeah, it's, it, people are talking about the fact that Trevor's probably up by 10 points. No, people are talking about how surprising it is that there's a four-way tie. I mean, there's a lot of candidates. That's crazy. Not entirely dissimilar to maybe you know District Ten. Right. With I mean, I just think that it's it's going to be really awesome. Even even if it doesn't all work out the way we want, just that people see that like the MB as a movement is citywide and organized and will show up for things. And I do think this election in general has been a way for us to demonstrate that. Oh, definitely. I mean, the power of our voting block at this point is like not to be underestimated, right? We have 
you know, A, we have a citywide mailer that we're sending out to more than 8,000 people. To the degree that people read mailers, I hope that they look at that uh, mailer. How many, people have opened the, <laughs> how many people have opened the voter circle emails, Okay, yes, I really like voter circle, okay? Like, they should be paying me to, like, talk about how great it is because I think it's the most powerful thing we're doing. But also, you know, the army of human beings who are sharing the endorsements both with Voter Circle and through other means, you know, you can print it out on our website and people are hitting print. I mean, I'm seeing them open it up and send it. You know, I'm, I don't know that they're hitting print every time they open the PDF, <laughs> I guess. But <laughs> telling yourself that they do that. <laughs> but I'm telling myself that every time they open the PDF, it means that they're printing it out. And, I'm sure they are. And printing out mm-hmm. many copies, right? And leaving it at their desk and handing it to their friends. I mean, I, I think a lot, like, you know, Sonia, I think Matt, has you know Matt's got a ton of big corporate money like he's got a lot of mo- more money than anybody yeah more than twice the amount more than of twice money the Sonya amount, has. but like the you know so like her volunteer organizing base you know that's you can't that can't really quantify that it seems yeah it's hard to replicate um I think that's our big advantage mm-hmm. is that we have mm-hmm. a lot of really passionate volunteers mm-hmm. who are willing to and you know when you talk to voters a voter can tell like if you're passionate about a candidate or not. So if you have a bunch of really passionate volunteers, that's going to beat a bunch of you know sort of like eh, like I don't know volunteers any day of the week. And, and Yimbies are anything if not uh, very passionate. <laughs> oh, okay, so. so this is the most shade that I'm going to throw. I got a phone banking quote unquote volunteer. Uh, phone banking me in support of Matt Haney and this you know can I count on your vote for Matt Haney and I said why should I vote for Matt Haney and they couldn't answer mm. and I was like what like I was like I wanted because I wanted to hear what their line was going to be about why and he was like oh well he was elected to the school board and I was like okay like can I get like what else right then they were like uh He's going to be a really strong advocate. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, and they were like, well, he's just going to be a really strong advocate. And I was like, like, what does that mean? The person was like, like, there's nothing here on my phone banking tree that says when a person asks for something. That's all I'm not sure what to do. I know, because I really wanted to hear what their talking points were. And then I was like, I didn't know whether to be like inspired or disturbed by the fact that they felt like they didn't need any. Well, what's been the, like, as far as phone banking, when you've talked to volunteers, like, in general, when they hear you should vote for Sonia, you know, are, are you... Like, what's the best argument? Or, or no, I mean, in, or more like the temperature. Like, have you noticed a steady rise of, yes, I will vote for Sonia as it's going along? I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, we definitely encounter... I mean, when we're phone banking, yeah. Like, mo- a lot of the people we talk to are like, yeah, I voted for Sonia. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to vote for Sonia. But it's hard to tell how much of that is, like... Just the only people who will tell you are people who actually did it. Yeah. Um, so really, who knows with that? Mm-hmm. But it feels like it's a pretty good number. Um, and as far as like text banking goes, we found the same thing, you know. But you know that's not you know rigorous right. academic. I, I've been doing sorry. I've been doing canvassing for from you know from the beginning, little bits here and there, and really I can say that the difference right now is that. Even on the street, you're like having a one-on with someone. They have received their ballot. They recognize that election day is coming up, and they treat you like, "Oh shit, yes, actually, I do want to talk about this. What information do you have to give to me?" Like they're actually in information seeking, um, and a lot of the people who like, 
you know, the, like they're looking at the, they'll tell you like, oh yeah, I started voting and then I feel like I have to do a lot of research and you're like, oh great. Right. But again, like you had, like you, the canvasser had to go approach that person, right? Like yes. they, they, it's, it's amazing how much people really do want to hear from someone or do want to be approached. Yeah. And it, hearing from someone directly is the most powerful way you can move a vote. Definitely. I mean, the most phone banking, canvassing, whatever, the most compelling reason you can give someone to vote for a particular candidate is whatever your personal reason is for supporting that candidate. Mm -hmm. So like whatever your personal story is, um, like why you support them, how you met them, anything along those lines is really, really effective. Because that's that's what convinces people that you're you're being real and you're being honest. Um, and that they, you know, should should feel the same way you do. Nice. I'd also be remiss. I mean, I, I gave May like a shout out. So Bobak and Jane, you, you are both also organizing superstars. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want anyone to think that I care more about one Yimby than the other. No, there Except, are a lot of people who have stepped up this election yeah, cycle. It's been awesome. Oh, it has been. It has been really great. I think that's the other good thing about elections is um, there's a lot of recruitment opportunities. So it gives an opportunity to bring new people into the movement. You know, we've encountered people around District 6 who want to volunteer for us you know they come by the office a couple times and they're like yeah what's the deal with this yimby thing yeah Um, i was told to hate this and then uh you know usually yeah i mean but like the vast majority of people have no idea about anything so like about local politics so bring they don't even know who the mayor is yeah i mean well I Some don't know. Of people kind of know who the mayor is. Kind of. I don't know. Walking down the street today didn't feel like me. I mean, it was fun and cool, and there were some people. I who feel did, like they know who she is. They just don't know what she looks like. Well, okay. The cl- having a clubhouse in general has been really great, though. Just, I mean, you know, yes, I hang out at the clubhouse a lot. All right. <laughs> I like it. My friends are here. I like to hang out and take care of Anton. Like, whatever. So I'm here. But, like, I don't know. It's just cool. People stop by, you know, they want to chat. They, they know you're here. Or, like, when you have a place where people don't know that they don't need to ask if anyone's going to be there, that like being able to pop in is a very urban, dense thing to do. You know, you can't pop in the suburbs. Yeah, it's. Maybe, I mean, this is why I want twenty-four hour diners. I want more places I can pop in when I'm mm. lonely. In the yeah, of the one night. of the only downsides of this part of the neighborhood is there's not no. a lot of San Francisco's uh, diner games games week. Yeah, no, San Francisco's diner game is, is not. This there is there is a good. good diner near us, All Star, but uh, it closes. But it closes at like seven. Yeah, no, that, I mean my you know the, if my ten years on the East Coast taught me anything is you can't go to a diner at two a.m. and fuck that like that's not a diner. <laughs> well, listen, that's one of the great things about the Tenderloin is the Tenderloin always has mm-hmm. something open. All right, so I want to end with like. The polls that we know, slash, we don't really, I mean, all of this is rumor. Wow, really, uh, really <laughs> hitting on the well, people don't talk about these diners anymore, you know, like, uh, people don't want to hear about your East Coast diner bias. Good, thank um, God you're not the producer anymore. <laughs> um, but the polls, so all we have is rumors. I mean, really, like, let's be clear rumors here. Rumors and hearsay. Rumors and hearsay. People are talking. People are talking. Uh, the polls have almost all of the races that we care about pretty damn tight. And we don't know how they're going to shake out, um, which is kind of both terrifying and fun, right? Oh, it's, it's like, extremely terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> but, it, we, but but I mean, it's, it's really really scary. But it also means that like it's more important than ever. The next days leading up to the election, like anything you can do to help. But yeah, help. and it means that every volunteer who comes out can be like, oh yeah, I moved I, I those helped. five votes, mm-hmm. and that's what made the difference. It made all the difference in the world because, like, technically, definitely it did because it may come down to like a hundred votes. 
I mean, Supervisor Safai won by like a couple hundred votes in the end. Um, you know, like, and you know, he had a really strong ground game. Um, so yeah, I mean, recent races have ended in just the difference of a few hundred votes. I mean, the mayor, you know, yeah. she only won by like two thousand votes or something like that. Yeah, and, and that's yeah, that's citywide. Yeah, I'm super stressed, but oh no, it'll be, it doesn't show. It'll be fine. Send You're your good. voter circle emails, please. Send your voter circle emails. Voter circle. <laughs> and if you live in you know districts two, four, six, ten, or ten, um, yeah, make sure you get vote out there and vote for Yim. This is well, the last weekend vote. that you can help. This is the last time you can help. It's <laughs> almost over. You, this is it. You need to get up and you need to show yeah. up. Yeah, and if you have friends who you know aren't going to vote, encourage them to vote. If you have friends who aren't registered, they can register and vote at City Hall. And let them know on the day of. You can register at City Hall the day of on, yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm really excited for the election night party where... Uh, Club who, 93, y'all. Yeah. Also, though, we're going to have like data analysis here. Um, at the clubhouse. At the clubhouse. Yeah, we're going to have people like be like, and then people pull down the screen and point at some graphs and be like, this and this is what we do know. I'll be here. Sam Moss. We probably won't just, know tonight, that there. night. If I think I think we'll have a pretty good idea. I think, I mean, depends, not for every race, but I think for, I mean, you know, District 4, if if the results are the way like the, eight, eight way tie. Napoleon, then we won't know for a while. <laughs> but, but, but for District 6 and... 10. And the, yeah, and 10 and, and definitely two, I think you know, two the two-way we'll race. Know. I think yeah. we'll have a pretty good idea. Right, so District 10 hey, is... it's still a three-way race. Right. I just got an email from the other person. Right, so... Like, sorry, I, I sorry, three-way race in District 2. That's right. But District 2 is the Marina, Pack Heights, those areas. District 10 is Potrero and the Bayview, Sunnydale. Um, and just for everybody who's um, not as good at districts as we are. So. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I mean, obviously, come out and volunteer for Yumi candidates. It's super important. I mean, the way things work in San Francisco is you get one shot at a seat, and then that's pretty much it. Um, the seat's gone for eight years. Right. Um, so the stakes are super, super high. Um, and... Uh, yeah, you got you got to come out and you got to do the work. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on. Get back to work. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, you've had a thirty minute break. You're done. Get back to work. Yeah, I gotta go finish up some stuff. Uh... Thanks, everybody.